When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Graeme Young and today I'm joined by Michael Gannon in Switzerland and Craig Swan to discuss all the latest for Celtic Park. On the pod today, the latest in transfers both in and out at Celtic, including Kieran Tierney's future. Also we catch up with Michael to hear all the latest what's happening in the warm weather train camp over in Switzerland. An insight into the new boys Christopher Julian and Luke O'Connell. And we'll be previewing the game against Gallen before the Sarajevo Champions League test. So how are we, Michael, over in Switzerland? How's things? I'm good. I'm good, Graham. Yeah, it's, um, these are dangerous conditions for guys with um, strawberry blonde hair. It's about 100 degrees and it's belting sunshine, so you've got to be a bit more careful for some of us. Um, apart from that, yeah, it's been good. So what's been the feel of the training camp? You've obviously experienced have been over for these type of warm weather situations with Celtic, getting ready for the season. Has it been the same as previous times? Is there a good buzz around the camp? Yeah, it has been. I think it's funny because back home you get the impression that, that, that punters are getting a bit tetchy. They're wanting to raft the new signings and all that stuff. They're a bit worried about Kieran Tierney and all that kind of thing. But the kind of mood out here has been actually quite calm. Um, they seem quite relaxed. Um, speaking to kind of Neil Lennon on a daily basis, he looks pretty chilled out. He's, he's got a couple of signings in already. Um, the other one's in the pipeline as well. But it seems to be, it seems, like I say, it's quite a relaxed atmosphere. But they know you can get a sense towards the end of the week or the end of the kind of 10-day camp is that the kind of big game is, is on the horizon. You get, I can engage a kind of little mood change. It's a bit more serious, and I've got a game to, like, tomorrow night or here, and you get a feeling this is the next step to get towards this Champions League. It's, it's, a now, and it's now in sight, so it's definitely cranking up. Excellent. So we'll just turn the attention quickly uh, to transfers. In Swanee, there's a lot happening. Uh, Kieran Tierney been the, the big story that all Celtic fans want to know about. Uh, do you think we're any closer to finding a resolution? I'm sure behind the scenes, Graham, there's, it's getting done. Things are getting spoken about and things are getting done bit by bit. There's there's always a great sort of emergency button seems to go off with people that expect everything to happen yesterday. Um, you know, Arsenal are clearly interested in Kieran Tierney, but people have to remember is they're not even close to being back in pre-season training yet. And it's eight weeks still to go, or possibly even closer to nine weeks of the transfer window still open. So... You know, I don't think people should automatically be thinking that things are going to happen very quickly. These, that, this is going to, if Kieran Tierney leaves Celtic, it's going to be a big transfer. There's going to have to be a lot of discussions, a lot of talk, a lot of numbers, a lot of things have to be sorted. It's not one of these things that will happen quickly. So, I think I d- I'm sure there are there are moves going on at the moment. I'm pretty sure there are, but I wouldn't be expecting anything imminent. So Arsenal, are obviously the leading candidates for his signature, but Napoli are another team that have been mentioned. Do you think the interest for Italy, do you think that'd be a move that Kieran Tierney would be keen on? I guess that's a question only Kieran Tierney can answer. Um, I would think that the bright lights of the English Premier League is probably, I mean, it is, he obviously, there will come a time when Kieran Tierney wants to further his career, whether it's right now, whether it's later, that's for Kieran Tierney and, and Celtic to decide. 
Um, you would think that England would be the, the main attraction, although there has been one or two boys gone abroad uh, to foreign climes and, and made successes of themselves, English guys as well recently, uh, young English talent. So that may be an, an option they'll look at to go abroad. But you would be pretty surprised if it continues. If, for example, Arsenal weren't to tie a deal down quickly, you would be pretty surprised if other teams didn't emerge from the woodwork. As I said, there's almost nine weeks to go. So Celtic, if, if Celtic take a decision needs to say, for example, for the qualifiers, as what happened with Virgil van Dijk, then there's a lot of time for a lot of other people to come at the table. So it's Nick Hammond's uh, first day in the job today. He's in over the summer, director of football. He's obviously got a lot in his inbox to kind of address with Celtic. Left-back would be something that Celtic wouldn't address if Tierney goes or even if he stays. A couple of names have been linked, Romain Perro and Bowie and Bombo. Uh, is there anything you could tell us about either of those, Craig? Well, I think there's the, uh, there are so many. I mean, <coughs> what happens is... As journalists, we managed to eke out the names or put the names of one or two of them seem to emerge. You would be, I would be shocked if Celtic didn't have at least six or eight for each one of those two positions. Down, we may only in the public, we may only be able to dig out one, two of those names, three maybe. I could probably guarantee there'll be another four or five of them that they're working on just now as well. So, yeah, we, I mean, we've, these lads have been well trailed. We know all about them. One at Rapid Vienna, one that's, that was on loan from Nice in France to Paris FC. He doesn't see his future at Nice anymore, that's Perot. But like I say, I think there'll be more, uh, to be perfectly honest. But certainly the two guys that, that have come into the public domain, those two names so far, look, look as though they're of a good standard. They're not of Kieran Tierney's standard, but not many are. Yep. And you also get Paddy McNair, a player uh, who's linked over the weekend. Celtic, but talk that maybe interest is cool for Celtic. Is that... Your understanding of that, Craig? That's more one for Mick to answer. He's been he's been on the ground with that one, and that's he's been on the ground with that one over there. Mick, just a yeah, bit well, Yeah, that, that's the thing. That's what Swanee was saying there. It's not only is there, are, there are six, seven, eight, nine, ten names getting thrown around. There's also contingencies. So if, if Tierney goes, they've got two or three guys lined up. There's interesting guys that that will will spike, and then it will they will kind of diminish when you start getting involved in the gritty. So Paddy McNair was one that that, that that popped up last week, and there was interest from Celtic. They made a few inquiries, a few chats, but then, as as it is this time of year, forty eight hours later, they kind of they kind of killed that interest, um, and they've moved on to other targets. It looks like now, so I think I don't think Paddy McNair is now on the list, but he was for a while, um, and then they move on. But that's the case this time of year. There's so many players that are coming up, being considered, maybe being close, maybe not being close, maybe being sounded out. Um, loads of ifs, buts and maybes but uh, that's one that's kind of now I think that's been now um, it's now gone um, but like we say there's, there's so many names out there getting mentioned and it's, it's there's so many moving parts this time of year the team's waiting to see who they buy before they sell and Celtic are not that kind of um, carousel as well so it's, um, it's a tricky wee period um, this time of year it is early it's only it's only start of July uh, there's still two months to the window remaining um, so this is us for the next, next two full months Um so it's it's changing kind of by the day and by the hour, and that's the thing, Michael. Isn't it like it changes by the almost by the second because yeah, there'll be somebody down south doing an Arsenal podcast just now kicking up because their club don't have Kieran Tierney on the door yet. Why is it not done yet? Yeah. But yeah, the, the 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 person that they're trying to move on, are they? You know, they need to get that sorted first or whatever. You know, it, there's so many pieces that have to fall into place in the jigsaw. It's remarkable. It's um, yeah, you see it. I mean, you see Lenny over here has his, his ears glued to his phone all times. And these things can change with a phone call. I mean, an interest, a heavy interest, a strong interest might be not might be ended um, the click of a text message. That's yeah. just the way it goes this time of year. Yeah. It's, um, there's so much happening all around the, the, the country, all around the continent. 
And I think Paddy McNair's a player that maybe fits a Neil Lennon kind of profile, mate. He plays multiple positions. That's something that Lennon's always been uh, keen on. Guys at like Charlie McGrew was able to fill that role before, so uh, search continues yeah. for more. Uh, one yeah. name I'd like to throw at both of you is uh, Rakeem Harper, uh, midfielder for West Brom. It's been linked now, he's officially a free agent. Uh, could there be some movement there, do you think, Craig? Well, I think, as we've just discussed, the, the guy's a free agent. Um, he's played for England at decent levels. He's highly rated. If you are Rakeem Harper's agent, ideally, you probably want to spend the next nine weeks waiting to see what offers you get before August 31. Now, I know it doesn't always work like that, and people will be trying to get deals done quickly, but you often find in these situations it's out of the it's out of the buying club's hands. That's the thing. There's a definite interest in him. Neil Lennon went to see him. Obviously, there was... A general feeling around that it had David Turnbull signed, that would have pushed him maybe out, maybe not even down the pile, maybe just that would have ended the interest in Harper. Obviously, the Turner deal, Turnbull deal didn't happen, which means Harper will definitely be one that's back on the radar. But as Mick says, two or three others might have come to light over the past couple of days. But he's certainly one that, that they have looked at. Neil Lennon's watched him in person. He's a good player and they can get him for 235 grand. There's a lot. There's a yeah. lot to like in the possibility of that deal. An interesting one with Harper as well is he's also got a new manager at West Brom. So that although his contracts is is running down and running out there, that by no means means they're out there at the frame either. So he may be talking to to, to Slavin Bilic as well. So there's a whole lot of factors involved for the, for the, for the kid himself and for the clubs involved. That's certainly true. So Mick, just to turn uh, back to the weekend game, uh, Celtic against uh, Wiener, two-one-one. Uh, Anyone that watched the game would know Celtic missed a hat full of chances. What was your feeling watching the game? What did you, who impressed you? What did you like about the performance? Yeah, Celtic should have been about seven up at half time. Um, played quite well. Then the pitch, the pitch was pretty heavy. I mean, the grass it was. Uh, we're, we're kind of getting towards kind of Craig Levine type uh, pitch surfaces out there. Um, Brendan Rodgers would have had a, a day canary about it. Um, so it was very sticky and it was a hot day as well. But they played quite well. Should have been ahead. Um, uh, the guy from Wiener, a big lump of midfield player, hit a, a world day free kick. Only dipping kind of squiggler efforts, gave him a bit of fright. But I think the main thing was, I think, I think Lenny was happy. I mean, Lee Griffiths scoring again, two and two games for him. And uh, Vacuum Bayou got off the mark as well, great finish. Um, the big fella looked, looked a bit raw at times, but he also looked a handful. So it, it does look as though he could be a, a player that could have an impact this year. It's the early days for him, not his injury problems. Um, but it was a worthwhile exercise Typical friendly Loads of substitutions And all that stuff Some were good Some were bad Some guys you can tell Their touch is not quite there At this point in time It's, it's, it's early in pre-season uh, Some guys look pretty sharp Mikey Johnson's looked good In, in pre-season The young kids him. actually He was brilliant in both games um, The young guys um, Karamoko Dembele And Armstrong Flex Also looked really good In the first, the first couple of games um, But it is It's, it's early it's, For these guys I know it's the Champions League is on the horizon coming really, um, at them rapidly but it's still quite early and it's a couple of games in but it's a worthwhile exercise um, I see those two strikers scoring was, was quite a big positive for Celtic because obviously Lee Griffiths is um, off the field problems have been well documented but he seems to be back and he seems to be in a better place um, and what a, what a bonus that would be to get him back finally like he was two years ago this is a long way to go for, for Lee but the, the signs are positive and like we say this guy this uh, guy Bayou £2 million pound signing. Kind of forgot about a wee bit after he's, um, he's really landed in Glasgow and his injury problems and all that stuff. So he could be like the old cliche of a new signing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Marion Shred come in um, showed some good touches in terms of pace in that match. So it, it, I'm interested to see how he develops at Celtic over the next couple of weeks and months. Um, 
So I, I think perhaps the kind of early season panic among supporters, like they need players, they need eight, nine, ten new players and all that stuff, it might have eased slightly. Still need a right back, still potentially need a left back at least. They've got uh, Christopher Julian at centre half. It sounds sounds a real deal. Um, so it's not quite the worry I think we'll be happy with a fortnight ago, but there's still work to be done. Thinking that side of things. That's true. I think you're talking about Bio there. He, a, quite a action-packed performance when he was on the pitch. A couple of headers that he probably should have finished, but I thought his hold-up play was decent. Mick. I thought it was something about like there was a few through balls that he played as well. It's quite yeah, impressive looked, that he worked for Griffiths. Yeah, he looked a handful. He looked a handful. He wasn't always didn't always come off, but um, no, he looked a handful. I mean, he looks good. He looks pretty um, a presence in the air. I think if you I think I think Celtic might look at different ways of playing this year. They'll have a few options. They could go two up front at times. They could get the ball wide and get balls in the box. To like so, kind of buy you. Uh, Edward's the main man as well. I mean, he looked he looked good for um, in patches on Saturday as well. Um, but all of a sudden they've got a few options, and I think they could potentially bring another one in as well. Um, so that that'll be interesting, but they do have kind of ways they can they can they can they can adapt and change their, their formations on a kind of weekly basis if they want to. And I think I think we'll see that. I think Celtic will be different this year in terms of the way they play. Um, we've already seen a few be few wee tip bits of it as well. I mean, Callum McGregor pinging balls fifty yards into the corners mm-hmm. um, isn't something we saw much in the last couple of years. It's all the wee short sharp passes um, and regards to taking possession and all that stuff. Whereas he's been encouraged to just get up, head up and whip it into a corner or, or knock it in behind sometimes or get it up the park quickly. And I think we'll see a bit of that this year. Um, I think you'll see Celtic kind of just mixing things up a wee bit. I don't think about total revolution in terms of the way they play. They'll still be possession-based, but there'll be an option to kind of change things up. But it's a bit like Celtic were in the first season under Ben and Rodgers. They did that as well when they had Dembele firing all cylinders. So it's not going to be a completely new way of playing. But it'll be interesting. Another couple of players I thought performed quite well in positions that are, uh, supporters probably think need upgraded right back and left back. I thought Andrew Gutman was... Pretty solid in the first half. Thought he was good in the ball, getting down the line. Did he catch your eye, Mick? He looked decent. Yeah, he did look decent. Um, listen, you're playing against an Australian third division team. Um, so you've got to take all that. It's pre-season friendly, so you've got to take an account. Um, and there's like punters there with the beers and all that stuff and the kind of weird atmosphere and all that stuff. So it's a bit of a kind of false impression. But he looked apart. He looks a fit lad. He was motoring up doing that flank in the, in the 100 degree heat. So it was, um, it was kind of tiring even watching him. But he looked apart. Um his future, we don't know. Maybe back to America for a loan spell, we don't know. Um, so he's one further down the line, maybe. But yeah, he showed he showed signs that he could maybe come in um, and do a job. But it's, it's early days for him. But yeah, I, I was quite impressed with some of his stuff. Right. And I thought the other side, Tony Ralston did a decent game. Him and Fred linked up pretty well. I thought he was quite good at kind of filling that role of tearing the S, trying to get down to the byline as often as possible. Uh, Gutman was maybe tucked in a wee bit more. Are you impressed? But else, maybe is this his time now to maybe push on at Celtic? I mean, Ralston's been kind of forgotten about, hasn't he? He's been kind of people talking about Celtic needing two two right backs after Lustig gone, and you think he'd be thinking, well, hold on, hold on a minute, I'm a right back and I'm here, so it's a big season for him. But he's so the position is there for him if he wants to go and grab it. So it's all in front of him. Um, we know he's he's, he's a, a attributes. He's he's, I mean, he's built like a tank, a great engine. Um, I think the poor lad he chucked in against PSG in the, in the Champions League and it was, it was lambs to the slaughter stuff up against Neymar um, it was a bit like me playing that last week against the, <laughs> the, back, the backroom team a right back <laughs> up against Damien Duff it was a bit like that um, against Neymar but the lads, so that's a bit of setback for him I think he had a few injuries as well um, So, but he's, he's, it's all there for him if he wants to go and grab it he can, he can make an impression because he has got talent and he's, he's getting on he's, 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 he's young but he's still He's, um, he's not a, a complete kid now. He's been around the first team for a long time. 
So it's um, it's all his it's all his hands to say right. I'm going to be either your right back or your main backup right back or whatever. Um, rather than this buying two two new right backs. Um, so that's all there from. I know I know you touched upon Fred already, but I was quite impressed with the way he was that shooting sight policy that he brings. That was something maybe Chris Commons specialised during Lennon's first time in charge, someone who's just willing to have a pot for distance. He wasn't it was a wee bit erratic at times, but you can definitely tell there's a player there. Ah, he's got that kind of get it down, get it to cut inside and whip it in right away kind of about him. Um, no, he looked, looked, looked alright, and the word is, I mean, I mean Neil Lennon's been raving about him training, so um, we'll see more of him. It's a, um, that's another one, it's a bit of a kind of weird one when he came in. It caught up me about things with uh, when he signed. He was one of a million, a million wingers of the club and all that stuff. Um, but he's a two million pound signing who's been tearing up in the Ukraine uh, for a couple of years. So it it looks like a quality addition. Um, it's just it just has to see how it how he applies it in Scotland. But um, but no, he's looked he's looked half decent out here. What we've seen of him. So attention turns to friend against St. Harlan uh, during this week, uh, and you've also got Sarajevo just a week away Champions League. First round qualifier. What do you think about that, Michael? How's it going so far in Switzerland? They're ready. Most senior players maybe make an appearance for this game. I think so. I think. I mean, we'll still wait to find out tomorrow afternoon how they're planning and um, approaching the game. But usually, the last game of the, the pre-season tour, they'll, they'll put out the, a strong side and maybe give them an hour rather than giving them forty-five minutes. You might see more of a, a shape to the side, more of a clue of how they'll be next week. Um, the interesting one, I mean, the deadline for for signings is July the fourth for the first round. They can add a wild card, obviously, after that. So, but you got to think anyone coming in after that point won't really be ready to pitch into the team straight away. Um, we're expecting to see Christopher Julian get a run out uh, out here as well. Maybe the boy uh, look look uh, Connell as well, um, who looks keen as sounds keen as mustard to get involved. Um, but I think we'll see a team that's closer to the side that will play next week. Uh, in Sarajevo because I think St Gallen I say they're, they're a team that finished I think finished fifth in Switzerland last year so there are no mugs um, so a, a good challenge to maybe see where they are um, maybe a comparative challenge with Sarajevo next week so this is the kind of not quite a dummy run but it's it's not going to be far off it and that turns us nicely to Christopher Julian then the Celtic fans all summer and pressing the F5 key waiting for updates and transfer news this seems like a, a, a real statement intent for Celtic a proper defender, going by his highlights, he's excellent with the ball at his feet, he's willing to head in and clear. Swanee looks the real deal, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Um, certainly, he came across very well last week. Um, he certainly looks as though he's got the physical attributes. Um, he's, he's got a decent CV behind him. Um, he's not young, uh, in the sense that he's got a bit of experience behind him. So, uh, I think all the signs are very, very positive. Um, obviously, it'll be a case of can he settle any. The way the, the game's played here, all the indications seem to be that he's, he's got experience of playing in different countries, so he will be able to do it. Um, talking to a couple of guys over in France, maybe his only shortfall last season was a bit of pace on the turn, uh, but certainly the manager likes his centre-halves to be dominant. I think you saw with the reintroduction of Jozo Simunovic to the first team when Neil Lennon took over last year, he likes his centre-halves to go and win the ball in the air. Um, he played with one uh, from Toulouse, Bobo Baldi, when Martin O'Neill was a manager. And I mean, anything that came into the box during that time, it was either Mialbe, Valharan, or, or, or Baldi who went and attacked it. That's the way he likes his set halves to be. It's all very well playing the ball out for the back, but going win the ball near. And this guy looks like a real unit. Um, and everything we've heard seems to be he's quite dominant in the box. So 
pretty much the identical perfect centre half that Neil Lennon's looking for, I would have thought. And you have to pay that kind of money to get the proper quality. And for all the criticism that Celtic have had or have not spent the money, etc., etc., I think you used the phrase there. That was a, a statement of intent. That's that's good money spent on a good player. And I get the impression he's been scouted from a long time ago because the word was that. Now you're going to punish me here because I can't remember the exact name of the centre half that was at Toulouse that went to West Ham for huge money um, last summer. The talk was that Brendan Rodgers wanted him. Mm-hmm. So Celtic had obviously scouted him and Julian was playing, I believe, beside him. So he's maybe been on the radar through that. Uh, they said Neil Lennon seemed to be suggesting to Michael and the boys over by that it was one that had been looked at for quite some time. So they've done their homework and he looks apart. Looks like a good move. Do you go along with that, Mick? I do. I, mean, I don't know if it's funny, but with the F five key, what does that do again? I'm it refreshes the page. So <laughs> oh, right, right. It's a, right. fans keep an eye constantly on transfers. Just can't stay away. Listen, yeah, but I'm an old guy. The technology is not one of my strong point. <laughs> As we find um, out, trying to set up this WhatsApp to get the. Well, I've got a coconut up. phone with a bit of string. Aye. Um, <laughs> yeah. Aye, that's the word, the word on Mick Julian is um, a ball playing Bill Baldy, which is is. It sounds quite a prospect, doesn't it? Um, um, well, terrifying and effective in equal measure. But it, it never turns out that way, Michael, does it? You, do, you don't get <laughs> ball playing Bobo Baldies for seven million pounds, playing, I'm Bobo afraid. Baldi. Yeah, that does happen. Uh, but um, but Lenny seems to say that he's, he's, a bit, he's better on the ball than Bobo, but he's got that presence uh, and dominance at the back as well that, that Bobo had. That's why the kind of the comparisons have been drawn. Um and like Swanee was saying, this is, this was flagged up. This is this was on the list that, that Lenny inherited back in February. He looked at the list of of kind of ongoing targets and transfer um, possibilities, and this one jumped off the page. I think um, I think they've done their data on him as well, and I think the stats are, are pretty impressive on him. Um, so even for anybody saw him in the flesh, um, he was completely sold. He made it his number one target actually. He said, this is the guy, um, and it's now up to the interest to see who gets the, the kind of number two role with Christopher Raya. Um, Savinovic or a combination of both of them dipping out there might even be another centre back coming in Lenny hinted that he might even go for another one uh, to add to the mix um, it's a long it's a long hard season it could be 60 odd games do you think so, I ever um, get the first chance at it Mick? I think it, Lennon's has really got a lot out of, of Savinovic hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and Ayer is still young I think Ayer is going to be a top class centre half in the future still has moments when he's a little bit positionally naive but that's improved no end in the last 12 months Um so I think I, mean, I think Ayer and Simonovic will start next week. Um, you got him as well. Celtic had the clean sheet record and the best clean sheet record in Scotland last year. So the defence was, for all the people who say it's a bit ropey and all that stuff, they're actually the best defence in Scotland. Um, so, uh, albeit with, with one of the right back uh, now leaving. But um, you think that with Julian coming in, it even just makes it even stronger. Um, it's, a, it's a European type signing as well. It's a guy that maybe made improve them in Europe. Um, with Dedrick Boyata leaving, it seems like a ready made um, replacement. But I think I think Ayer would be the one um, at the moment. But honestly, you could toss a coin because I think I think Lennon's been impressed with Simonovic and his form has been great. The only thing about Simonovic is his injury record. He's not got a great record in terms of injuries, um, but he finished the season really strongly. So he, he might be the one he looks to in the short term. But they'll all get they'll all get a chance to that's for sure. Mike, can I check something with you? Just wondered if there'd been any sort of chat chat when you were over by talking to manager. Um that within the Celtic teams he played and he played in a three five two, he used it a lot at Hibs. Is there a chance they all might play? Is that is that something that you, that you think you might look at this year and, and go that way? I, I think so, yeah, there definitely I think that's definitely a possibility. I think we'll see three five two. 
at times this season. Um, I think that's definitely. I think Lenny does want to play two up in certain occasions. Um, so yeah, I would, I would, I would expect, I would expect to see the three of them at certain times. Yeah. Hence, why he maybe wants another one as well. I don't think, I don't think it'll be staple week in week out, um, unless it's really successful. Because I think three at the back, especially at home, sometimes you maybe lose a wee bit in terms of. Um, um, but you don't need, don't need three guys at the back at times. Um, so, but there'll be the horses for courses. I think you will see it. I think it's, it's almost nailed on. You'll see three, five, two at certain stages. But then these three, five, two, four, four, two, four, two, three, one doesn't really exist anymore. No. Only exist to guys like dinosaurs like us. Yeah, um, talk about it because every system now is is fluid. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, you'll see three, three of them play at the same time, and you may see two up front, but it'll be. I mean, trying to pin it down is um, nail and jelly to the wall sometimes, yeah. these formations these days. You would, always um, imagine, yeah, you, would, you would almost imagine they wouldn't go for another centre-half either until the Philip Benkovic situation's solid. But that well, doesn't, that doesn't make a lot of sense, does it, to go and spend a lot of money on one if Brendan Rodgers is willing to send a kid of that quality north again? But again, you no. don't find that one out to August 30. So Lennon's comments no. about the centre-half, uh, Swanee, is that a player, is it, do you think it's going to be a money signing or maybe a, a younger player to come in and beef up the squad? Well, that's the thing. I mean, again, it goes back to the start of the conversation that we all had, you know, 20 odd minutes ago, that th- things can change, the, the domino effect can take place. Leicester City probably aren't even back in pre season training yet. They're still talking about Harry Maguire moving, Brendan Rogers looking at another player. Brendan Rogers would come out quite clearly and said, if I'm, I'm, I think I might send him on loan again. If I do send him on loan, I'm going to send him to Celtic. Now, if you're Celtic, I'd imagine you've got that firmly in the back of your mind that he would be a top class addition. To have Ayer, Simeonovic, <coughs> Julian and Benkovic would be a brilliant way to go into um, September the 1st. But again, it comes down to do you gamble through the, all the qualifiers that you might, you know, you've only got three. You, you, you don't go out and get another one because you, Rogers is probably not going to make his mind up until the last day of the trial, the last couple of days. I think Benkovic arrived at August 31 last year, is that right? Yeah. The last couple yeah. of hours. Yeah. That's what yeah. will probably happen again when he gets all his squad into place so again it's the juggling again it's the gambling because you know what happens if they if they do wait for that one and then a couple of guys get injured in the first two rounds they might go into the third qualifying round the AK Athens round from last year with one centre half and then they're getting criticised again so it's a balancing act it's, it's tricky 100% and I think the interesting thing maybe about 3-5-2 uh, Pero the, uh, the left back from Nice He's the one knock on him appears to be he's a bit slight, he's a bit small, but specialises in getting up at the part. So again, that could maybe tie into potentially what Celtic are doing long term. But there's plenty to get excited about. Talking about the other new arrival over the weekend, Luke O'Connell, uh, young Republic Island youth international, has had experience with the first team as well, uh, training under Mick McCarthy. Players always try their best to impress when they sign for new clubs, but I think it's hard not to like the cut of his jib, he's got something about me anyway hasn't he Mick, like he's, he speaks well he's definitely looking impressed, gets some uh, quality about him that maybe Celtic might be able to see him sooner than other young players that have been signed in the past Yeah, we, we spoke to him out here and he's a, a, a chirpy wee character, he's um, quite an infectious lad, he um, seems absolutely thrilled to be his move um, named after Gianluca Vialli, which is a, a, an interesting one um, talk about putting pressure on you named after Vialli Um but he seems to be. I mean, seems to go with the flow. I mean, he's only eighteen, so it's one for the future. Um, and I, I must, I must confess, I haven't seen an awful lot of Bolton this year. Um, yeah, so I would be lying if I said I had. But everything you hear about the kid, when you speak to Raves about him, 
Um, and, and he's, a, he's one that when it, the chance came up, um, Celtic jumped at it because he has a talent and, a, and one for the future. He can play. He also can play a couple of different roles. He can play centre mid, wide left. Um, he's, he can fill in at left back as well. So he's, he's a kind of versatile wee character. Um, and if he, if he performs the way the, the kind of attitude he has off the pitch, he'd be a good asset, a good asset for Celtic. What are your thoughts, Tony? Yeah, I pretty much echo what Michael said. I haven't had the pleasure of speaking to the boy yet, so I don't know any of that stuff. But he certainly seemed to acquit himself in the, the chances he got down south, and it's, it's pretty tough going down there for a young player. You know, it's quite physical, so he was obviously able to hold his own, do okay. Um, the Irish national team guys rave about him. Um, you know, McCarthy's and Keynes and that, they're, they're, they're full of full of praise for him for, for his abilities and his attributes and his attitude. So, yeah, for the money that Celtic paid, could be a right good sign. So that takes us back to Champions League then. So Sarajevo looms the horizon here, guys. It's massive test for Celtic and probably trickier than some of the recent opening round qualifiers have had. Julian's in the door, that's a big sign. Obviously right and left back are areas that need addressed. But do you feel that Celtic may be in a slightly better place than they have been in recent years heading into this opening qualifier? Uh, if you want me to take that one, Michael, I would say probably just about on a par. It's the same all the time, isn't it, yeah? juggling, waiting for guys to come in, everyone's rusty. Um, I don't think, I mean, if if you looked at the way they went into the, the Alish Kirk games after the tour last year, um, as Michael touched on, the, the last game would be where you would possibly see the, the potential team. Uh, I remember this time 12 months ago when Brendan Rodgers unleashed Dembele and Edouard together in the same team and they were absolutely dynamite and then they took Alish Kirk apart, the two of them, and everybody got very excited and then they both of them ended up getting injured and <laughs> missing qualifiers and then barely left. So it can change so much, even in the space of Neil Lennon touched on it to the lads over there about the eight games in eight weeks, the same as last year. You might find there's big changes in the team from game one to game eight, if they got to game eight, you know, just with the signings coming in, guys bedding in, guys having to miss out. So I would say they're pretty much at the same place as where they have been every other year. They're not particularly ready, but they should have enough to get through the first the first couple at least, and then, then the screws get turned on when hopefully Celtic and the rest of our, our teams in Europe are, are up to speed then. Yeah. What do you think, Mick? Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I think they're, they're some way off, but they're always a way off at this time because they come, these games come around so so soon. The first round, I'm not saying it's part of pre-season, but they're all, it's almost part of pre-season. I think it's quite telling that Sarajevo flipped the tie and they're playing their, their, their home leg uh, first, which is usually seen as a disadvantage in a kind of European tie but they obviously want a big crowd to make a few quid in the tie today we have a chance to be alive because I think the fear going to Glasgow and get a doing and then the next second leg in their own place would be a non-event so that te- that's telling I think their ambitions are to just go and be as awkward as they can and, and, and save a bit of face make a few quid fair enough certainly can't afford to, to be um, complacent with them though um, especially that first leg uh, over there um, we've seen teams going there and maybe, maybe struggling a wee bit um, ideally Celtic would have a right back on board now a, a first choice right back but the market doesn't allow it that's simple as that this time of year signing guys in June is, is difficult signing top quality in June is, is difficult so there's a, there's a bit of these qualifiers of, of having to make do you're fighting in two fronts you're fighting qualifying matches and building your squad at the same time we've seen it every year every year there's a crisis there's an injury problem a centre half missing a full back missing I've seen, we've seen Celtic qualifying campaign games with Sadie Yanko at right back, um, young lads at centre half, near Beton 
centre-half. Ayer was pitched in the game at centre-half oh, no, uh, very early on. There's a crisis along the way, and it's how about handling the crisis? Because um, it's coming. It's either going to be a, an Edward injury, or it's going to be someone uh, that it's guaranteed to happen at some point along the way. And it's all about how they deal with that crisis. Can the guys coming in do a job in a certain level, or can the signings hit the ground running? It's oh, these are all the spinning plates during the qualifying. These are why they're so hard. You look at the run, you think Celtic should be able to beat A, B, C, D up to the qualifying, and then hope for the best and get through. But on paper, is nowhere like what it's in reality. Because in reality, it is a complete, I think, well, Brendan Rodgers called it a tumble dryer effect. It's just your head's in a spin for eight weeks trying to negotiate these ties, and anything can happen. Well, that's, I think you summed it up perfectly there, Mick. So, what's Thank next? you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see the shock in your eyes as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, uh, so what's the schedule like the next couple of days for you then is it just getting I'm coming home I'm coming home <laughs> I've been a, I feel like I've been away for months um, no tomorrow night's the last game then it's everyone back to Glasgow on Wednesday um, so we've seen our tour of duty uh, out here um, so it's um, we're at the end of a, a long a long road this one I'll tell you it's an arduous path through pre-season Um Every morning, doing your runs and all that stuff, and try to keep fit and and um, make sure you're early to bed so the works come um, nice and fresh and all that. It's a difficult process, so we're, we're looking forward to getting home uh, after a long, a long ten days. But it's um, it's been good, and it's I think as I say, up, the atmosphere here is different to maybe what it is at home. I think Celtic seem to be in a good place right now, and um, and it's we're now getting to the real stuff, thankfully. That's what it's all about. Well, I can't thank you both enough for joining me today. So that's all for us this week. Uh, don't forget to subscribe through iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for today, fellas. Cheers. Cheers.